So if you live in Winnipeg and have either rented a tuxedo or purchased menswear clothing over the past 10 years, there's a good chance you personally know today's guest. In the studio today for the Third Rule podcast, wearer of many hats, literally, former colleague of mine, fashion designer, photographer, businessman, veteran of the retail landscape, and personally a friend for over a decade, Ken Lozano. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, no problem, man. This this is a pleasure. Uh, we go way back. So um, the moment you ask me, it's like, there's no way I'm saying no. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Right on. Yeah. Thank you very much. Means a lot to me. Um, first off, uh, Instagram at Ken Lozano, L-O-Z-A-N-O. Yes, sir. Also at Ken Lozano Photography. Yeah. At Satoral Funk. Yeah, I've got so many. Yeah. And one more at Aldo Formal Wear. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. And then the website, KenLozano.com and AldoFormalWear.ca. Yeah. Got it all? Yeah. You did your research, man. Cool, man. (laughs) I try. (laughs) Got to be prepared. It's part of the the PI background. Yes. Yes. Uh, So let's get into it. Um, How would you describe yourself in your career, Ken? I mean, man of many hats, for sure. Like, what would you say? I don't know, man. I'm I'm basically, I'm I'm just being me. Um, whatever my parents created. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm just blessed that my, my parents started our company. I was born into the business. So mm-hmm. um, I just, I just took advantage of that and just kind of learned their craft. And from this day on, I, I, I've been actually, I counted it's my 26th year of uh, since I started working at my parents. Okay. So, yeah. And would you have been, would that have been after high school, during high school, junior that during, high? That, that was during high school. Uh, that was like in grade 10, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, man, um, I've, I've seen it all. Um, um, but heads with my parents, obviously, but who doesn't, <laughs> yeah, but certainly like learned from, learned from all the experience, um, goods and bads. And obviously working with you at Harry Rosen was, was great. Was a great moment of my life. Met a lot. Met a met a lot of good colleagues and and yeah. clients. Um, I I, tr- I truly miss that place. Um, having such a great team like that was was amazing, man. Yeah, it yeah. was. Um, before we get into that, I'll just uh, yeah. go back. Some of my research was saying, like you said, uh, Aldo F- uh, Formalwear opened in 1983. Your yeah. dad opened the place up. Um, if people yeah. want to watch, there's a really good, uh, CBC video, uh, I think it was part of the creative series. It was put together, I think in 2019. Mm-hmm. So if people want to Google that awesome four minute video. It talks about, yeah, you were three years old. So you were literally born into the fashion world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so no formal training, like after school, you just no. went right in with mom yeah. and dad. Tell you the truth. I wasn't much of a, a student in, in high school. Um, I just, I wasn't a troublemaker or anything. I, I just didn't like putting my, my, my skills in, in the books. Right. So, uh, immediately after I barely graduated from high school, um, I told my parents, I'm just going to learn their craft and just be in the store full time. And you know what? Um, they, they had no issues with that. Um, cause I was being honest with them. Obviously my mom was kind of upset at that decision because, you know, like any other mother would love their, their kid to pursue their, their, their schooling. Right. But mm-hmm. I, it was a hard no for me. And you know what? I don't regret nothing uh, of any decisions I made in the past because I, I totally love what I do now. Yeah. And you know what? It's, 
I mean, school's great and all, but I mean, not everything is about school. I mean, I've always ha- kind of thought about like, what happens if you go to, to school, university, whatever, mm-hmm. and you're studying, like no offense mm-hmm. against, no offense against uh, something like theater, but say you study something yeah. like theater. Yeah. Um, that can only teach you so much about life or say if you do get like a, a business degree mm-hmm. and then like you might have no common skills or um, street smarts. Exactly. Like, what's that like? But yet if you learn on the job, like you did, yeah. you learn in the real world, that's in some ways almost better than an education. Mm-hmm. And that, I, that, that's, that's exactly a, a good point, Kyle, because um, not just education wise, um, growing up, um, for example, like my parents were always at work and they sent me off to a private school that was located in Selkirk street and main street. So it was, it was a private school named Holy ghost. So okay. it wasn't at the, the, the best area right so um in grade four i was taking the bus already um you know because my parents weren't they didn't have time to pick me up so i kind of learned like the streets of winnipeg at a young age yeah. and taking and, the bus to like a, a rougher area too yeah and going going to my grandma's place after which is in the north end still right so um yeah man that that kind of toughened me up man um that's why when i see kids when i see kids today uh i just think they're so spoiled and a little bit more not as hard as we used to be you know what i mean but again it's um it's because what my parents sacrificed you know what i mean they're um sacrificing for their children you know working all day and letting their and all night letting their yeah letting their um for greater child take a bus <laughs> but that, that that that's what it was back in the day you know yeah and no cell phone to fall no back cell on phone. no nothing man yeah no nothing no nothing complete different world mm-hmm. yeah so well, in a way it makes you a man of the world like you get to know yeah. real you grow up real fast yeah like my siblings like they they grew up all spoiled they got picked up after school and wherever they wanted to go, my, my parents picked them up. You know what I mean? It was, they, they were brought up a little different than I was, you know what I mean? Um, so you're the and, firstborn. Yeah. And you could kind of see the, the difference in traits in all three of us. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just a little bit more street than them. I, I would, I would say, okay. um, but they, they have nice careers. They have their own careers. They're successful. Um, they're just, we're all different three people. Right. But that's, that's how it is. So other than, I guess you had no other jobs other than the retail, helping your family out. Like, it's not like you never worked at like Home Depot or something like that. Oh, no. Always been no. in the fashion industry. Retail. Yeah. Industry. Okay. yeah. Uh, so n- 2007, you take off for the big smoke, Toronto. Yeah. And you were there for about two years until I think 09, when you came back to Winnipeg, yeah. if my memory yes. serves correctly, which is when yeah. we met. Yeah, man, that's that's correct. Yeah. So how how was Toronto? Like, what was that all about? Is that about spreading your wings and learning? Man, um, I've I've never really exposed this part. The the reason why I went to Toronto, I I got heartbroken, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember my girlfriend at the time broke up with me, so I didn't know how to react to it. And you know, like, and I've I haven't shared this with you, so this is on YouTube, right? Um, so one, the, it's a great the, podcast the, material. I love yeah. it. So the way I coped with it was like, damn, man, I'm, I'm just going to start somewhere fresh. Um, you know, being young, you, 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 you thinking the world is over just because your girlfriend broke up with you. Um, so I decided to pick up my things and just go to Toronto. Um, so I actually, I stayed there for about three weeks, uh, just 
exploring the city and I, I fell in love with the culture out there. Um, at that time, Toronto was probably like your, your fashion city of Canada. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? So, um, me being into that kind of field just kind of like made me realize, you know, I, 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 I belong here, you know? So, um, I decided to apply, um, at Harry Rosen at, at, at their flagship store. And, um, after I applied two days after I get a phone call, um, I, they got an interview for me and to believe, believe it or not, man, I, I, it took like four interviews to get that job. Kyle. I do believe <laughs> it. Cause I've, I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, man. So like, yeah. um, I, I thought it was going to be easy. There was times where I thought I wasn't going to get it. Then finally the last, the last, the last interview was like a day I was going to move back to Winnipeg. So, um, they, they called me like two days before I was going to move back. Um, and I have already bought my ticket back home to Winnipeg. Right. So I went to the, the last interview and it, uh, they, they loved me. Uh, they just loved the fact that I came from a, uh, a background of, of tailoring, uh, cause of my dad's store and, and we, re- I had retail experience. Um, so I, I immediately took it. Right. But with me buying that ticket and going back home was actually cool because it was like going back home to say bye to my family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hey guys, I got a job at, at a big, like high end store named Harry Rosen. Um, then it was it was mixed emotions because at that time you're young and I was really nervous of moving to Toronto, you know, um, such a big city, big life. Um, but my parents understood and they, 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 they just, they were all for it, man. Awesome. Yeah. So the, you're there for about two years. Yeah. Decide to come back to Winnipeg, join Harry Rosen in yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. That's where we meet. So yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking 2009 now. And, uh, <laughs> so you become, yeah, I know crazy, eh? Like yeah. How many years ago already? Uh, so then 2009. And so you become the boss shop manager. Yeah. Um, Maybe just before we talk into before like where you are now, what did an experience of like working for a big fashion house or big company like Harry Rosen teach you for fashion? Like, did it build some fundamentals or some like a for fashion? Like, like honestly, for fashion, not really because I've I've like and this is just my opinion. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I've always had that trait. You know what I mean? I I okay. always had my own way to 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 like really really express my 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 clothing my personality my characteristics uh the number one thing that i really learned from harry rosen is just to the hustle of 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 the retail world man um people skills people skills um your drive um just to con the connection, the client relationships with, with each individual. Um, and it will, it will teach you that some, some transactions would be easy and some tr- transactions will be really hard. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, kind of sounds like life. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that, that's what kind of like really, really taught me working at a big company like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm okay. so grateful with that. So then 2011, you leave and you go back to your dad's shop. Is that mm-hmm. when, so Aldo Formal Wear, is that when, did you immediately start 
managing the place? Was it kind of like a transition? How did that work out? Dude, man, that, that was the toughest part of my relationship with my dad, man, at that time. Um, dude, I, I just remember it was a disaster. Uh, first of all, like, I don't, I, I got fired at Harry Rosen because I, I, um, I, I kept on showing up late or something. I was so devastated. Um, but you know what? It, it, it turned out to be the happiest uh, turning point of my life. Yeah. Uh, but going back to my father, like, imagine, imagine your son going into your, your, your storefront and your store, your establishment and just flipping everything around. You know yeah, what I mean? Big changes that yeah, uh, expected. We, yeah. We had some big arguments. Um, and at that time, like, you know, I'm, I'm younger, so I don't want to meet halfway with them. It's like, it's, this has to be this, this has to be that. Um, I changed his price points. I changed the the look of his store. The, the the number one thing that really hurt him, and 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 I, I, I told him sorry for this after a while. I was changing his logo. Hmm. You know, you know what I mean. That one really hurt him bad because it's like an identity. It's the identity yeah. of the business. Yeah, and 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 now looking back at it, like I I totally get it now. Now now that I'm a little older and and wiser a bit, I I totally get it right um but you know what like now now that me and my dad have been and and i'm blessed that he's still working there he does not want to retire uh, now that i'm that i uh that i've been working with him for quite a bit um we have such a kick-ass relationship and then that's nice that that's what i love about working for like a family business you know what i mean um mm-hmm. me and my dad are just like homies now it's, it's awesome man so yeah. what, what made you change Aldo from mostly a rental place to get into the made to measure business? Was it a oh, lack of choices oh, in Winnipeg? No, man. Like, honestly, like working at Harry Rosen kind of opened up my, you know, opened up everything for me. You know what I mean? Like uh, just offering all the services that they did, you know, mm-hmm. that my, basically when I took over my dad, I told him, Hey dad, I'm going to do things that you didn't do. You know what I mean? In a, in a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that the, the, working at Hey Rosen made me offer all those things that I'm offering at my store now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, not just by custom suits, but just the way we approach people, just the way we talk to our clients, just the way we 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 make relationships to our our people that come into the store, different ethnics, different cultures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, want to be treated in different ways. You know what I mean? So, um, as you know, Winnipeg is a, a really well diverse city now. So we got to cater to, to, to everyone. Yeah, right? for sure. I, yeah. I actually remember back when, uh, we were both at Rosen. So you were the Hugo boss shop manager hmm. and I was a shoe department manager. And so we used to have some interesting <laughs> discussions about, yeah. cause you didn't like made to measure or satorial, like classic, <laughs> I that much you're all about like kyle you gotta sell more boss man you gotta sell more boss you gotta yeah. do more of the designer stuff and i was like yeah i know but like what about shoes and made to measure like you gotta sell more so we would have these back and forth and now i see like you're such a big thing into made to measure like it's kind of i just yeah. find it really interesting i, I kind of love it yeah like to tell you the truth i hated it back then um, <laughs> yeah you did oh, with a passion i just didn't even get into that um but you know what um if i was good if if I was going to run the show at my dad's, I, I had to bring a different aspect to, uh, to the store. You know what I mean? Would, just, would, 
would you almost label what you guys do almost more like bespoke because you guys yeah. have so many different options, like stuff yeah. I've never even thought of or seen before. Yeah. So that's, 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 a, I, I, I truly think in the city, that's, that's our advantage uh, com- uh, compared to my competitors. Okay. You know what I mean? So we're more of like a bespoke designer place. Um, but at the same time, we could still cater to like the sartorial clean, um, like classic looks too as well. You know what and, I mean? So, and you cater to women. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool, man. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that brought like a different attitude at my store. Um, and especially now in 2021, there's a lot of same sex marriage, um, uh, marriages now too. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that, that was cool. Uh, to tell you the truth, it's a little bit harder, um, cut, cutting suits for women, uh, just because of the sizing and stuff, but you know what, like it's challenging. And once, once you overcome those challenges, you just overrule it, man. Just, just kill, kill it, you know? Um, yeah. And you, like anybody listening, you guys got to check out the, the, some of the photography and the shots of some of the suits and tuxes that they've made for women. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like so yeah. nice. Thank you. Thank you. Like, so it looks yeah, really like, good. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> like, like for us, for us to offer that to women is awesome because when women come to our store, they immediately think it's just for men. Um, but when they see like my women's suits in store, they're just like, Oh wow. You know what I mean? Um, because they, they, they don't really see things like that in at the mall or, you know what I mean? It kind of brings a different aspect to, to uh women's fashion in, in Winnipeg. Oh yeah, for sure. I've only seen stuff like that. Uh, one place online, like ever th- th- that yeah. sort of, of style. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely unique and pretty cool to have that in Winnipeg. So that's yeah, pretty dope, man. Yeah. Um, what's the turnaround time for a, one of your custom suits and where are they made? Uh, right now, um, right now it's, you're looking two to three weeks, um, which is good. That's fast. Yeah. When we first started, um, when we first started offering the made to measure program, um, we first, um, uh, got them made in Thailand. Uh, but as times went, man, we were spending so much money on shipping and we, you couldn't really control the, the, the quality of the garment. Right. Yep. Uh, so now um, for the last four, four or five years or so, uh, we just hired two more tailors and my dad um, just making them in house now. And you know what? It's so much better. That's uh, awesome. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more work, but First of all, you save money on shipping, customs, and duties, and you get to see the garment made from scratch. And yes. Really control like every stitch of the garment. You know what I mean? And that's and that's what people appreciate when they yeah. come to our store. Um, so that that plays a big part of the retail custom made suit um, business here in the city. Yeah, and so what are the price points? For so I started, I started 699 for a basic suit, you know what I mean? A hundred percent wool. Um, then, then for my fancy fabrics, the higher thread counts, the Jacquard uh, fabrics, you're looking up to 1199. So okay. it, it varies. Yeah. So I, I just want to impress upon the fact to people that may not understand this is like for that price point for a made to measure or bespoke suit mm-hmm. that basically you can do every uh, or be along for every part of the ride. Like that's unheard of. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. especially for the quality, like made in shop. Like yeah. even if you were to go, if you were to, when, if you and I were back at Harry Rose and someone said, I want a bespoke suit, we would have to oh, send yeah. them to yeah. Toronto. Yeah. You'd have to go to the master tailor. It would take 10 weeks yeah. and it would cost like $15,000. Double. Double or triple even. Yeah. It, it would cost thousands of dollars. I think a bespoke suit yeah. probably starts at like five grand. And that yeah, was 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, and that's why when 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 a couple comes or you, even any client that comes into my store wanting a custom suit, I before before they purchase one, I take them through the whole process so they understand like the the importance of a custom suit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because some men here they they just think, oh, it's a custom suit. I'm gonna pick this style. I'm gonna pick this up. But it's the way we do things at 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 our store. It's completely different than yeah. our competitors you know that's cool so like I, anybody listening if you've never had a made to measure suit um like give it a try like you'll be hooked once you do it once especially if you can go to a place like aldo and have even a better experience than just like normal made to measure at some other store like try it out and like you'll really like it oh thanks Kyle. so now aside from that 2019 mm-hmm. sartorial mm-hmm. funk you created yeah, a new line, like what's on your yeah. hat there. Yeah. Um, your, your website says that your designs and photography style, which we'll mm-hmm. get into in, in shortly, is part of a genre you created by the same name. You describe it as, quote, an artistic repurpose of fashion experiences in t- integrating historical elements, present yeah. culture, aspirations, fantasy, and fiction to reimagine the community. Yeah. Gov- governed by two key elements being satorial and funk, it created mm-hmm. a powerful platform to convey important messages. Culture and fashion is a powerful nonverbal tool for self-expression and is used to promote positivity and self-esteem. Yeah. So yeah, this is your baby, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, man. Tell um, us about it. Basically, man, I just I just took all my experience in life and put it into one whole picture. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I just I just remember. Uh, I don't know I don't, the, the stuff that I that, that I wore you know like being in fashion I wasn't scared to wear <laughs> I was full confident of wearing the things that people didn't appreciate at that time mm-hmm. you know what I mean so that that really you're fully expressing me, yourself yeah but at the same time that's that's what made Ken Lozano you know what I mean um, so that's the genesis of it that's the genesis of it. Then for me, like at times at work at Hey Rosen, um, our manager's not agreeing of things that I'm not wearing and I have to get sent home Yeah, just because I'm not wearing the right dress pants or something. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Kind of fuel that energy in me, you know what I mean? To become even more of a fashion module, you know what I mean? Like, and um, so that that's what kind of created all man. Hmm, very cool. And like, I should say with you getting sent home, like that's not because that's yeah, like laugh. That's not because the managers were jerks. No. Like they no. have to, they no. have to represent the company. Yeah. We have to be, Harry, to, we have to be Harry Rosen, man. And you yeah. know, I'm a, I'm a full grown ass man. And I, I don't want to be told what to wear, you know what I mean? But what, you know, what's funny right now, man, whatever I wore back then is now what they're promoting now. That's you know what true. I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, welcome to the world. Right. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's, that's how I created Satorial Punk, man. Um, I learned like I loved like don't 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 get it twisted, Kyle. Like being Satorial is is awesome. Like um, th- that that genre is like totally clean and you know like I love it, right? But you know what? Me being me, uh, I always brought brought it to a different aspect. You, you know what I mean? I I I didn't believe that it had to be this certain way. Yeah, you you could branch out to other ways to be Satorial. You know what I mean? So that's what funk means. <laughs> that's a good way to explain it. Um, yeah, take us through your process. Like, how do you come up with your designs, your inspiration? Yeah, man. Um, honestly, uh, it, it's a little bit different now than what it used to be. Um, in my younger days, I was like driven by like other designers, like, like, like say Bolche Cabana or something. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, because that that's what you see online and that's what you see in social media. Um, so yeah, th- but lately it's like what would Ken wear? You, you know what I mean? Um I think I think I might know of when this might have started is I remember you telling me yeah. when we were at at HR. You, yeah, I think it was not too long after you moved. You had a you had a lot of DNG stuff. Yeah, and you had them in a bag and the bag got thrown out. Yeah, I remember that. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So inspirations like that. Yeah, that was that was really hurtful. Um, but yeah, when I, on my younger days, I got a lot of inspiration just by you know like celebrities, you know. Um, but now that I'm older and stuff, it's like, what would I wear? What would this person wear? You know, what I mean, um, basically just just becoming more mature in in that sense. Right. So um, I just find a lot of people in social media these days are just replicating whatever other fashion designers are doing. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to stay away from that route. Um, I'm just trying to trying to trying to do it more authentic, basically. And I think I think that's what the industry is missing these days and not just the industry and and people these days, Um, the authentic part of it you know what i mean um that that's that plays a big big role in it and you want to keep it real basically yeah yeah Yeah. uh so you know you and your family know a lot of people in this city yeah um how has the community helped towards your success like tons of people i've seen have been posting your amazing garments online show man it's 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 a blessing in the sky man it's it's kind of overwhelming um, but I, I'm so blessed and grateful for that. I owe it all to my parents. Uh, it says a lot about them um, because if people are raving good things about our, our company, um, man, my dad doesn't even speak that good English, man, to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? But when people come to our store, like people vibe with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he your dad's that, a nice guy. Yeah, he has that energy. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. and I kind of I kind of grasped that from him too. You know what I mean? Um, I learned that, 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 that has a big part of my success, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, for people just having, having trust in, in our work is, is, is so awesome, man. It's like, I, I can't even, I have no words for it, man. Like it's actually really emotional when I think about it because lately, because of COVID, right. Like through the lockdown and, I was I was honestly stressed during lockdown because we we've never seen our store close during broad daylight for like two months. 
Yeah. Um, but Kyle, the moment I opened my doors, people started calling, people started booking, brides called me, they wanted my information, they wanted my help. I was like, hold oh, can I swear? Can I swear? Okay. Uh, no, but keep uh, it PG thirteen. Yeah, but but honestly, like I was, I was, I was, I was so shocked that people want to come to our store. You know what I mean? Yeah. After 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 the lockdown, right? So yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks to my parents, and obviously thanks to thanks to the Lord for that. Yeah, and you know what? That also shows that you guys have made a positive influence with what you offer. That people. Yeah. want to support you guys like that, yeah, that's, that that's not just yeah, a fluke but that 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 also that's the thing that keeps me going too you know what i mean mm-hmm. at first when i first started uh taking over my dad's company i, I felt so much pressure you know what i mean i have yeah. this big company on my shoulders um but now as as time goes it, it it's a little easier now you know what i mean because i have the support now from from the people in our community, my family members, my friends like you, um, you know, or even people that don't even know us that come to our store and just like have a discussion with us or even just talk, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. And, and you know what, man, to be honest with you, I love my location of my store, man. You know what I mean? I, I love that we're in the exchange area. Um, um, because it's just like the I, I feel like it's the heartbeat of the city. You know, and you I mean? guys have been there since day one. We've been there since day one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're not like just within the last five years. Hey, let's move to the exchange. Do what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah. I think I truly believe it. It's 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 a staple in the city. You know, like oh for sure. Yeah. And so recently, you've also branched out into photography. Yeah. Why? Dude. Tell me. Tell us all about it. Because well, if you honestly, look, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you look on your site, the photos, especially for someone new and like go under this, if you're looking right now while you're listening to this, go under the skin uh, yeah. portfolio, the image are, images are amazing. They're so sharp and clear. Like they looks like you've been doing this for, for years. So I have yeah, to ask, like, I, like I, what's the reason I, you branched out into this? I learned quick, man. Um, Honestly, like as as a young kid, I was I was always a creative. You know what I mean? I I, I loved art. I loved drawing, uh, but I kind of shied away from it after high school because just starting to work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then then the for the last the last the last four years, that's when I kind of got into photography. But honestly, the last year or so, that's when I really really buckled down and really learned the craft. Right. Um, I just think it's it's so it, it it became a passion of mine, integrating integrating the two passions of mine into photography, like having me having the skills of making a suit, creating a creating an image and taking a photo of it is is no other like it's the best feeling in the world, man. When you see something like your work all put together that you capture makes me feel so freaking happy that I want to cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Cause you're just really proud of it. Oh man, dude. And I, I kind of wish that I, I learned the photography game a little earlier in the stage of my life. Um, but it is what it is, you know? Um, yeah. I, I learned it quick, man. Um, but 
um, props for my girlfriend. She's she's a, an amazing makeup artist. So um, if you look through the pictures, um, the the makeup aspect of it is all her. You know, uh, so I'm really lucky that way. Okay. I don't have to pay for a makeup artist because they're freaking expensive. <laughs> that's cool. That helps, <laughs> right? So it, that, and th- that's cool, right? Like, and we're such a great team. Um, we just we just like collide heads and just like think of like an image to put together to capture man just a creative powerhouse you guys you too yeah and i i i i love that and i i freaking love it so much man uh but yeah but you you take photos too so you understand the the craft of it too right it's not easy you know what i mean Mm -hmm. your pictures are insane too you know what i mean so and um it's not just taking the pictures it's the the post production part of it too is a is another skill set you know what i mean so yeah yeah so um yeah man so when you when you uh so like what what's some of the gear that you use for all the gearheads that are out there because like i said the pictures are so sharp damn uh i'm such a gearhead right now um i shoot with the a7 III i mirrorless full uh full frame camera um, I have two G master lenses. I have the 85, 35, I have a Sigma 20, 2870, uh, a bunch of modifiers, uh, a lot of modifiers, actually. Um, I have like a lot of gold, gold dots flashes. I got their big strobe, which is called the 80, AD 600 pro. Okay. Um, so I, I got it all, man. I'm pretty complete, man. <laughs> yeah. And you've got uh, like a nice studio set up in your shop. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm lucky that way, man. Uh, when I first, when I first, like during COVID, I, I got a chance to just shoot my girlfriend in, 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 in at the shop. Right. So I'm, I'm blessed for that. Um, but recently I also, uh, rented out, uh, a, a space at Allure studio. Okay. Uh, so I've been shooting there lately and, their studio is so awesome, man. They have that curved uh, backdrop. Yeah. Um, so it's just so fun to shoot there, man. What's that? So like when you're shooting and you got, mm-hmm. you're using models, um, yeah. are, so how does, for some of us that may not understand, like, how does that work? Are you paying the agency? Like, are you paying the models to model for you? Is it portfolio work for both of you? How does that work? Yeah. Well, I, I haven't, I have a good relationship with, with with the two agencies that are out here, Panache and Swish. So um, I'm, I'm lucky enough that uh, we just kind of collab, you know what I mean? Um, because when when each agency needs uh, something from me, um, I lend them my clothing with no charge and they they do the same back for me too. So um, I, I just think that's the way to operate in, in, in this time, time of the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to help each other, you should because... You'll always, uh, if you, you always get, get it back. Right. Absolutely. And then yeah. like, it helps out everybody. Everybody gets their, their yeah. portfolio work. You're getting your fashion and your photography showed they're getting mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. for their portfolio. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, then obviously, um, there's times where I don't want to use models cause I just want to have real people, uh, depending on the image, right? Um, because there's different styles of photos that you want to kind of portray. So um, I get to ask my friends to model for me, um, which is good too. Um, um, totally different com- compared to using models, uh, professional models for posing techniques. It's a little bit different, right? 
But that's as a photographer, that's where you have to really step it up and kind of direct them and, and show them so they know how how to pose or not know what not to do. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, to become a really good photographer, you got to be really good at, at everything, uh, editing, uh, directing, um, styling, <laughs> you know what I mean? Lighting, the whole shabam, editing. Yeah. Editing can definitely be a little bit of a learning curve if you're not oh, used for to sure. it. For sure. What's uh, what's the next big thing for Canon's tutorial funk or Aldo formal wear? Yeah, man. Um, or you just, don't have to say if you don't want to. No, no, no. I, I don't want I want to share this to the world. I, I don't mind. Um, um, I was just talking to this about my stylist a, a week ago um, just to kind of throw like an event at the store um, just to kind of uh, sh- share my thoughts these days to the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just don't know what we're going to do, but I, I do want to have a big event coming up uh, as soon as COVID is over. Uh, that's that I'm going to throw something huge for us. A bit bigger than the uh, 2019 launch party. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I want like a big celebration uh, and just like models everywhere, clothing everywhere. Um, and some exhibitions like live exhibitions i think i have a big parking lot at the back there that i want to utilize and just like have people perform or something really artsy you know what i mean and maybe uh, as you know i i ride my fixed gear bike all the time maybe have something bike influence right so that'd be um, sick yeah yeah and here's my crazy dog what's up aldo uh here's aldo (laughs) <laughs> all those usually always chilling at the store with you yeah yeah all the time the yeah. ambassador he's the ambassador <laughs> oh that's awesome so um i think that we're almost about done unless there's anything else that you wanted to, to talk about anything else about at aldo or satorial funk that that you want us to know about no man like I, maybe I, I, I really i really thank you for inviting me to do this man um, my pleasure thank you for coming on yeah, and um, I, I I truly miss working with you, man. <laughs> that was some of the best times I gotta say. Yeah, I would never forget those days, man. Um, as as hard as it was, it could be as it, we hustled uh, long days, but at at the end of it all, we we had a special bond, yeah. which was unforgettable, man. That's I, why I, every time every time I see you, man, it's. We always share good stories, dude. Same. I always say to people, like I've worked for a lot of different jobs and companies and different careers, but I always say, and I truly mean this, like the best time I ever had at work was at Harry Rosen. It was such a, like a family. It's, this is going to be the total opposite of what people think. People think it's a yeah. shark-like atmosphere. Yeah, it was man. such like a family atmosphere. We had such a good time. I've never yeah. laughed that much in my whole life than when I worked there. <laughs> Yeah, especially when Ken break danced in the Hugo Boss shop. Well, the the thing is, man, like when I when I when I first started there, I think it was like the third fourth night coming straight back from Toronto. Um, I was like, "Hey guys, I you know I could do I could break dance, right?" And you guys didn't believe me, so I I kind of threw it down and kind of showed it off to you guys. So <laughs> I would never forget that, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so 
I always have at the end of the podcast, I always have a couple uh, random closing questions for the guest. Yeah. yeah, man. So um, you kind of already answered the first one. The first one isn't this. I changed it from all the other ones. It was this one was what does Ken Lozano do for fun on his free time? You said riding your fixed gear. So you're into yeah. biking. Yeah, man. Yeah. I do um, that a lot. I don't even drive my car in the summertime. Um, it makes me feel young again, man. Yeah. Just hit the open trails, eh? And Winnipeg's getting yeah. more and more of them. Well, I, I ride a bike that has no brakes. <laughs> one gear. Okay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Just and one I, with the bike. Yeah. And I trick it. I trick it pretty hard. And I'm 40 years old, man. And I'm a young 40, you know? So. 40 is the new 30. Yeah, man. That's what people say. You know what I mean? So. Uh, next question. Pie or cake? Ooh. Man, that's a tough one. I uh, See, I'm. I would say cake. Yeah. Yeah. Cake it is. Coke or yeah. Pepsi? Coke. If you could go to space, would you? Oh, hells yeah. Would you walk on the moon? Hells yeah. I like that answer. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Mario Kart or Diddy Kong? Mario Kart, bro. Mario Kart. Oh, actually, one other thing about the space, I don't know if you heard, but there is yeah. a Japanese billionaire who's paying for 12 people to go to the moon with him. Oh, you no could, way. You could apply. Yo, man, I'll apply for that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, 12 people plus him, and he's Me and also you. looking. Me and you. I did <laughs> think about it, I although I don't think he would pick me, but uh, that would be amazing. Let's go take Satoral Funk to the moon. Yeah, take it to the moon, man. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> uh, okay, movies or TV? Yeah, I like, these days I like both, man, uh, because there, there's some wicked ass TV shows lately. Right now, I'm I've, I got into the and you would appreciate this, Kyle. I started watching that F1 series on Netflix, bro. I haven't started watching that yet, dude. That thing is insane, man. So I gotta watch I, it. I know you appreciate that because when we had that 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 Hugo Boss collection, that yes. uh, Scott Hamilton collection, I mean uh, Lewis Hamilton collection. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're all up on that, man. I was all up on that. And two years later, I went to F1 in Montreal and he won. That's right. You got to see that, bro? Yeah, I was there. That must have been insane. Yeah, I didn't have grandstand tickets. So we had yeah. uh, general tickets, which means you could walk around to different vantage points. It was almost better than just sitting in one spot. Yeah. So how how crazy was the cars? Like, did you see the cars actually like racing? Yeah. So like at yeah. some places you can be literally right against the fence and the cars are like five feet from you, like whizzing oh past. God. And it's literally like a split second and they're gone. Yeah. That is so awesome, man. I am so jealous. You got yeah. to see that. And we got to go, me and my buddies got to go, I think it was one of the last few years before they switched to these new hybrid engines. So now they're yeah. not as loud and not as fast or something like that. Crazy. It man. was nuts. And it, you know what? there's 110,000 people at that every year. Yeah. So like when everybody's leaving, I've never seen a sea of humanity like that in my whole life. It Dude, was, you know it's what? nuts. You got to watch this show, man. It's so, it's crazy. I didn't know. I didn't realize how cutthroat the, the F1 game is, man. It's insane. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you can ever go to Montreal for formula one in the future, when yeah. like COVID is done, ah. I suggest it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Fallon or Kimmel, or since you and I are a little bit older, Leno or Letterman? Oh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll break this down to two. Okay. I like Letterman, old school, OG. I agree with that. I just think, I just think he asks like really, really good questions. Nothing wrong with Leno, but I, I just think he's, he's a little bit more authentic. 
Um, I'm a big fan of Fallon, man. Um, just going back to like his Saturday Saturday Night Live days, I just think he's like funny, mm-hmm. you know, funny and quirky, and um, and he has the roots as the band. The root, you can't get cooler than the roots. Yeah, man. And and uh, Fallon actually knows hip hop. He he knows hip hop like pioneer hip hop. Um, that's I didn't know that. Yeah, like he's really into that. So that, that's why I choose Fallon. Awesome. Good answers. I got two more questions. Yeah. 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 If you could photograph any celebrity, who would it be? Oof. Just one. Just one. Oh man. Oh, anybody. Anyone. It any. could be anybody too. It doesn't have to be a celebrity, but. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Man, that's tough. Anyone. Rihanna. That's a yeah, solid Rihanna. choice. Rihanna would be a good one. <laughs> I remember when you and me were at that concert. We were in different yes. spots. That was a good time. That was a good show. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah that was good. That yeah, would definitely be, be good. good. Yeah. Last question. If you could only have access to one media format for the rest of your life, would it be music, movies, or television? Oh, music by far, bro. Music. Yeah. There's no questions asked, bro. Yeah. I'd rather... I was, I was born into music. My dad was so big into like, um, R and B old school, R and B love ballads. Um, Phil Collins, the Genesis, Luther Vandross, Stevie wonder. Yeah. Just some sweet R and B. Yeah, man. Or even like, even like rock, like rock, you know, every, every genre, you know what I mean? Blue Rodeo, I, I was I was raised to like Blue Rodeo. My dad listened to that. You and you I mean? you got to go see, I'm really jealous of this concert that you got to go see when you went to Vancouver to see Sade. Yeah, Sade. I would, and, I would love to see her. Sade, Sade opened up for um, for John Legend. Oh man, that would have been an amazing yeah. show. That, that was like bucket list right there, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ken Lozano at Ken Lozano hey, hey. at Satorial Funk, Ken Lozano Photography at Aldo Formal Wear. Buddy, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, on thank the you, man. Real podcast. Today. This was awesome. Thank you so much, man. Love you, brother. I love you too, man. We'll catch up soon. Hey, when are we gonna go? When are we gonna shoot? We gotta shoot sometime. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yo, <laughs> I got I got the studio space now. So let's shoot there, man. You'll love it there. Have you been have you been to that uh studio? No, are you talking about at the place that you rented like not in your store yeah no you'll love i'll take you to the studio trust me i'll take you to one of my sessions then you could take pictures you know so are you like is it a partnership or are you no no i I have no someone it used to be it used to be aspire studio right yeah so they did go under yeah so now now it's called allure studio okay Uh, one of my good friends um who is a, a wedding photographer took over um the building so she's she's offering she offered me a room there just to keep my stuff as storage and um i have i'm a member i have a member there i'm a mem- like i have a membership there okay cool yeah so i'll take you there man let's do um, it i have a couple of photo shoots coming up so i'll i'll text you on the side about it and uh we'll go from there bro awesome okay thanks kenny Love yeah, you thank brother. you, man. Have a good one. Okay. Take care. Yeah. We'll catch you next time.
that was Ken Lozano on the third rule podcast. My thanks to him. And seriously, if anyone is in the Winnipeg area and needs some suits, go hit him up. You will not be disappointed. The guy is a Winnipeg legend. Check out his social media or his online. If uh, you don't believe me, uh, trust me, you can do so many different things. So thanks to him. And thank you to all of you for listening. We will catch you next time on the third rule podcast.